Before we get on with the thankful episode, we've got something coming up we'd like to announce. Our next episode, which premieres on December 1st, we are celebrating the end of the End of the Road Tour. Yes, Pitney and Amelia are finally doing what we've said we were going to do about a million times. We are doing a kiss episode. But much like the Barbie movie, if you love kiss or hate kiss or don't give a crap about kiss, this is still the episode for you. As long as you like us acting like enormous dorks. But that episode isn't all. The next night, on December 2nd, is Kiss's final show at Madison Square Garden, which is on a pay-per-view. And when that concert is over, we are going live. Watch our social media for more information. Now, sit back and enjoy a big bowl of gratitude. Welcome to Pitney and Amelia's Bitchin' Boutique. We may be awful, but, but we're, we're right. It's that time again. It's November. And we know what that means. Thanksgiving, or for me, working at Target, it's already (laughs) goddamn Christmas. Oh my god. Well, you know. It's already Christmas. Yeah, well, it's in some places it's been Christmas, like, since September. But, you know, Christmas creep is everywhere. But, more importantly, in November... We do, every year, we do our thankful episode. Yes. Which we are up to thankful number eight. Oh my god. Because we have been, because we celebrated our eighth anniversary this year. So we are. I can't even believe that. I don't. I don't know how you never remember how long we we started this in 2016, dude. Fuck! If you would have asked me, I would have said six. Yeah. Well, you don't remember because you see. And remember last year, um, we did it so low key that I didn't even. Last year was the first year I didn't make a movie poster. A, oh, a, yeah, that's right. A sequel yes. movie poster, and it was called Thankful 7, There You Go. Yeah. And it was just plain, because every year I made, and I have no idea what I'm going to do this time. No idea. Oh, Because Thankful oh 6 was God. Thankful Balboa, and nobody understood, nobody understood what I was doing. Nobody, you know. Thankful 4 was Jaws the Revenge. Thankful 5 was... Um, Empire Strikes Back. Thankful Six was Thankful yeah. Balboa. Nobody understood. Nobody ever understands what I'm doing with those. All because Thankful Two was Electric Boogaloo, and and all all because I did that. I put a big, heavy weight on my own shoulders. God, I I, I will probably. Who knows? Who knows? By the time people are listening to this, they'll be like, "But you have a title. The episode title is blank." It, Ed- edited in later. 
Um, yeah. <laughs> the episode title is obviously blah, 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 blah. But uh, we have no idea. We have no idea. Because it's something. But yeah, this is the eighth time we've done this. And over the year, I mean, wow. the first year it was sort of yeah. a getting to know us kind of a thing. And next year it'll probably be something like that again, I think. Because we have thoughts about next year's going to be yeah, a little more fun. Yeah, I think so. I think next year, oh my God, this is a year away, but maybe we need to do sort of like sort of the same thing that we did in the first year. Yeah. Well, there's uh, there's a possibility that, well, I, I sent Pitney an email last night and I don't know if he read it yet. Did you read it? Because I texted Oh yeah, him. that's what I'm referring yes. to. Yeah. Because, yes. because I realized yesterday that next year is being 2024 means that next year is the 40th anniversary of us meeting. Fuck. 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 Oh my God. I know. My goodness. Fuck. So we're old. Yeah. 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 That's, that's the thing. I mean, it's like, I don't even see how it's possible because we're only 26. Yeah. You want to hear how old you want to hear how old I am? Okay. Yesterday at work, I had to kneel down to get some goddamn underwear for a customer. This is no joke. And it was hard for me to get down. And the security guy who I happen to have a big crush on, who's only 25. Oh my God. Literally was behind me and he was like, are you okay? You do not need to be doing this. At your I age? I can get down for you. And I was like, I'm fine. <laughs> and then he had to help me up. And I was like, sort of really grateful because it was very sweet. But Grandpa needed needed help getting but off the But it's also the guy that I have a crush on at work. <laughs> like, God damn. Well, so much for thinking he was flirting with me. He thinks I mean, I'm the fabulous Gale. I, he thinks I'm the fabulous Gunkle. I mean, if, I mean, he was offering yeah. to get, to get down on the floor for you. Yes. Which, that should be in a, in a different situation. Uh, yeah, but it was purely gunkle in less flirtation. I mean. <laughs> and I was like, God damn it. But that's okay. But it's you know, okay. Yeah. I mean, I'm still, I'm still, you know, hobbling around like the bog hag that I am because my back still hurts from Halloween but you know I worked really hard on Halloween you guys I mean, I'm still I mean a year's worth of effort goes into one 24 like hour period <laughs> I know but it's fabulous it is you're gonna be the Halloween goddess of where you live you know I just I mean, I you know, I don't want to go into all of that right now because this is our Thanksgiving episode. Oh, yeah, no. But, but yes. we will, there will never be another time that I can say this, but 
We had over 600 trick-or-treaters at my house, and God damn it, I'm still tired. That is amazing. I think that's so cool. I think that's so cool. Who are these people? Why and why? Well, I know why they're moving out here, because they can't afford to live in Austin. That's why. Oh, yeah. It's it's more affordable out by the prison. Yeah, 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 yeah. So anyway, so for if anyone's new, because we do have some new listeners. So what we do on our thankful episodes is we talk about stuff that we are thankful for. And sometimes it's, you know, silly little things. And sometimes it's serious shit. But it's always about things that we have you know, genuine gratitude for in the world and whether it's in our world or the world in general. And, um, who wants to start? Do you want to? Oh, I guess I could start. Um, yeah, you, you, you pick one of, we, we each have a few, so you, you pick yeah, one of yours. Yeah. Do you have one that's kind of light? <laughs> okay. I'm going to say that I am grateful for the fact that I got sick and had to go to the emergency room last week because I couldn't breathe. And you're grateful for the being sick? And the reason why I'm grateful for that is that it made me realize that what I had been working on for a few weeks before that was the right thing to do. And this is where it's going to blow you away. I have stopped smoking. (gasps) Oh my God. Oh, dude. Oh my God. Yeah. Before that, I had made a decision that on selling... That was going to be my last smoking day. I had designed the Samhain ritual to be a letting go and a death of the old self with my focus being on, I need to not smoke anymore. Wow. And what I had done is I I bought a pack of cigarettes every week for three weeks. I gave them to my mom. Okay. And I was like, you are not to tell me where these are. I want four cigarettes a day. Oh, so so she was the giver of cigarettes. Yeah, and that was up to me. I could do them all four in the morning and then suffer. Or I could do two and one at work or whatever the fuck. Right, Right, right. We did that for two weeks. Oh, my God. Because my goal was selling... I was going to stop smoking. That was it. And right. I was going to do spell work as part of the ritual to have that be the death of it. Right. Right. And then the week after that, what happens? I have to go to the emergency room because I was having trouble breathing. And was that when you got the RSV? And because I had RSV. Oh, my God. And it had settled and I had bronchitis really bad. Yeah. And it was bad. Yeah. Bad, 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 bad. Now, how did it compare to in the past when you had pleurisy? Because you, every time you got, because you, you had pleurisy a few times in the past. And every time you had pleurisy, you, you would always say, oh, my God, I'm never going to smoke again. And then, of course, you did. Yeah, the difference was when I had pleurisy, I had severe pain. Right. But I never had trouble breathing. 
Oh, okay. I have never had trouble breathing before this. So this was like, like you felt like you were drowning? Was and this it that is kind funny, because of... this is like two weeks after I started cutting, you know, right. the cutting down. And to me, it was like a message from the universe or from God. Wow. Or the fuck. Wow. They're like, yeah, you're doing the right thing and here's your message. Fucking cut this shit out. Like, this is what it's going to, this is what's going to happen to you if you actually get a serious disease from this. Wow. So that is my thankful is that whatever, how, whatever it is I'm thankful for. Oh my God. I have fucking quit smoking. I, so that, so I was doing that for a couple weeks, right? Right. I was down to one cigarette a day. And what is today? Today, today is, is Sunday. Sunday the... Wednesday. Yeah. Wednesday. Yeah. I had my last cigarette one day, Wednesday. I have had not had any cigarettes since Wednesday. Wow. How, how is it feeling? And mom, I think I still have five or six. Because you pack, because you I weren't smoking when you are, were sick, mom's right? Hiding them from me, and and yeah, because during that time when you were sick, you didn't, you wouldn't have wanted them, so you oh, weren't smoking. I, oh God, I know I couldn't. Yeah, I, I, I've been on. Okay, I'm going to show you. Do you do you see this shit? Oh yeah, I've had one of those of you before. You can't see. I'm showing albuterol. An albuterol inhaler. That's albuterol. Mm-hmm. I have never had to do this shit before now. That was really scary for me. Boy, when you need albuterol, it's the best thing in the world, isn't it? Yeah. Isn't it magical? But it was <laughs> really scary to me to have to do that shit. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So how how does it feel having gone for date for, you know, half a week without I any? don't know yet because I have chest pain. Right. I don't have any anxiety. I don't have any anything. Um, and I will say I am on. I, I have patches. I'm on a patch. Okay, good, good. Um, I I don't know. I have chest pain, but I've always had I have had chest pain forever. Well, you've had so much bronchitis and things like that over the years because you get yeah. That kind of stuff every winter, you get those kind of things all the time. So that kind of became your normal for a while. Yeah. So I, I, I think I'm doing okay. It's yeah. Just, you know, it's no, it's fine. And I've been, um, and you know what it is? I bought a bunch of gum and I bought a bunch of bubble yum. I, I love right. bubble yum. Yeah. Oh my God. And I thought I was going to, but you know what it is that I'm doing? I am addicted to Jolly Ranchers. <laughs> oh, my God. Be careful, because when when I used to uh, use um, <laughs> uh, Lifesavers, when I was nauseated and Lifesavers were my way of um, keeping myself from feeling nauseated, yeah. that was when I ended up have, needing a root canal. Be, oh shit! Be careful! Oh my God. Don't 
don't have a certain spot in your mouth where you stick the Jolly Rancher because you will, one particular tooth will get all the sugar from the Jolly Rancher. Oh shit, okay, because I, yeah, because I've been like sucking on Jolly Ranchers like it's Elijah Wood's dick, you uh, know. Oh yeah. I have been all about. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure Elijah Wood's dick is bigger than a Jolly Rancher though. <laughs> I hope so. Maybe I'll find out. I doubt it, but you never know. <laughs> That hobbit dick. But I knew I was hiding that from you because I knew that you'd be like, That's, what the fuck? Oh my fucking God. That yeah. is absolutely amazing. I'm so yeah. excited. I'm yeah. so excited. I've been wanting you to quit smoking for so long, dude. <laughs> no, and it's gotten to the point where even before this, like the first couple weeks when I was like smoking like three, four cigarettes a day when you right. know, I was on my... My allowance. Right. I never thought about it before, but my clothes stunk. My car stinks. So, so you're actually starting to notice what you smell I like? I was like, <laughs> fuck, my clothes fucking stink. You may have to get a new car. Because that and smell is not going to come out of that like, car. Fuck, my car fucking reeks. And I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah, fuck this shit. This, that is why Mr. Amelia is not allowed to smoke in the car or in the house. Because I yeah. grew up with a smoker and it's like, nope, I'm not living. If I live with a smoker, they can't, there will be no smoking in a house where I live. Oh, it's fucking nasty because I don't know if I've told a story on the podcast before, but when I moved here. All the furniture that I brought from Texas. Oh, God, yeah. When I moved it into my room, just from the furniture, my room reeked of stale cigarette smoke yep. for months. Right. Because it was in the furniture. And it was and baking in a pod. It was baking never in a... smoked in this yes. house. It was fucking nasty. And I was yeah. like... Fuck. Yeah, yeah. It was yeah. like uh, my old roommate who everything he owned smelled like cat pee. Yeah. Because his <laughs> old house, because everywhere he ever lived smelled like cat pee. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until, and it's like, we didn't have a cat. He didn't, you know, he had a cat when he lived with his parents. He didn't have a cat on his own, but because everything he owned smelled like cat pee, he brought a cat pee smell into our apartment together. Oh, yeah, yeah. Ugh. Oh, yeah, my so God. That, that, that's why I have not told you because I wanted to keep it a surprise for this. Yeah, yeah. I am so excited. Oh, Can my God. Can you even believe it? Can you I'm, even believe it? I'm in shock right now. And I'm it's so, I'm so. fucking time. Dude, I'm so proud of you. That's amazing. Yeah. That's yeah. absolutely amazing. Oh my god. Everything else is going to pale in comparison to that one. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's so funny when you hear my next one after you do yours. <sighs> because it is total opposite of that. Oh my god. <laughs> So, um, one of the things that I'm very thankful for, and I know you are thankful for too, 
something that we have talked about a bunch. I am very much thankful and I want to encourage our listeners uh, who are in situations where their families suck to have gratitude for found family and to mm-hmm. to remember that you get you get to choose the people who you spend your time with and you get to now you know i personally didn't even understand that until i was almost 30 years old Mm -hmm. and the worst person in the world who we haven't talked about as much lately, but we used to tell stories about him a lot was the person that made me realize that the, when I realized, Oh my God, I don't want to be friends with him anymore. And realizing, Oh, I don't have to be friends with him just because he wants to be friends with me doesn't mean I have to be friends with him. And that was a huge realization Amen. because he was utter human garbage and I didn't have to associate with him if I didn't want to. And it kind of made me reevaluate a lot of people. And it started, my fuse got shorter with a lot of people like, Oh, I don't, if someone is, being an asshole to one of my friends. Oh, I don't have to ever hang out with that person ever again. I can tell that person to go fuck themselves. Mm-hmm. And eventually, um, I started to realize that I don't have, to, I don't have to spend as much time with my family, family as I used to. Since my mom yeah. died, I didn't really have a reason because I wanted to, I wanted to spend time with her and those other people. I only had connection to them because she was there. But once she wasn't there, I had no reason to be around those other people. Yeah. Yeah. And I am currently in the process of working out a, Oh no, I I I can't come down for Thanksgiving prop ish thing. Good. I'm 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 worried. I'm working on that right now. Um, well, fly here and have it with me. No, I have other. I have other family. <laughs> I, I have know, other. I know. I'm being silly. I have. Fly here and you have know, it with me. My my husband's family is a very nice family, and they are my family. But I also have friends who are my family. You know. Um, Everybody gets to choose the people who don't make them feel like shit. Those people are your family. The people who make you feel shitty are not your family. And I, I was just sort of looking around and I, I found this woman on just you know, scrolling around on Instagram. And I found this account on Instagram called Abigail's poetry. And her, her name is Abigail Bales. And she actually wrote a little poem. That's kind of, it kind of, uh, sums up 
in in some places some very uh harsh language in a ways uh kind of what i'm saying so i kind of want to read it and i know okay, he's yeah, very yeah. excited to hear this so all right by abigail bales when your house is not a home when the family people who are supposed to protect are the ones who hurt you the most when you have no one to call when holidays just aren't the same when the dinner table only holds one plate and you feel all alone remember the ones who will always be there that accept you for who you are not who you pretend to be that will wipe your tears and silence the screaming that will carry you when you cannot stand that will listen to your stories and share their own that will be your barrier from the outside world and love you when your family wouldn't even if they're made of ink remember your found family damn yeah yeah there was a couple pieces in there that are just like uh, uh, it hits me like right in the gut but yeah any thoughts <laughs> it's so funny because that goes directly into what my second thankful is oh wow okay which because we were talking when we were talking about this yeah you had mentioned found family yeah and i had done i don't remember i don't think it was last year but anyway one of the past several years i had talked about <clears throat> being grateful for you, Darren, et cetera, et cetera, right? I think last so that, year. I think that was one of ours last year. Yeah, so that goes in with found family. Right. But what I was thinking about was that what I'm grateful for is found family, but not in a personal way of like, you know, you and Darren and Benny and Sarah and other, you know, blah, right. blah, 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 right? But almost like a more superficial way, but not superficial. Like, for example, when I go to the Kurgle Folk Festival, mm -hmm. there's people there. I don't even know their real names. I right. just know their cur names. But I okay. see them every year. And we are so happy to see each other and we support each other and we're happy and we're like, I've told personal things to people I don't even know their real names and right. vice versa. And I have found that at the folk festival, I found it at cons, I found it at the Ren Fair. I found it at the when I used to go to the UU church. Right. And there's something to be said for like found family or community. Right. That's even like a not so I'm not even so I guess I don't want to say found family. I want to say like I am thankful for anonymous supportive community. Yeah. That you find in places where it's like a commonality why you're there right but it's like random people and it's so beautiful because there's this 
automatic acceptance because you're there. Right. And it doesn't even matter that I don't know your real name or you don't know me, you know. But I'm just saying I could know you as Bambi and you could know me as Thumper. Right. But we have this connection there that it's a valid thing and it's so valuable. Right. In the weeks that were there or the weekend that were there and that's nurturing. Right. And then we'll see each other next year. Right. And I have thought about just because I've had somebody that I know in that context who's just lost a sister to cancer. Oh, wow. And I've been in contact with this person. It's not somebody that I'm normally in regular contact with. Right. But because of this, you know, I've been, you know... And it made me realize, like, how much I valued that relationship, even though that's somebody I see in person once or twice a year. Right. And looking back in my life, there is a lot of people, and I don't think a lot of people have this. I think I'm unique, or maybe you, but I think I'm unique in that I used to go to TRF every year. I used to go to Scarborough every year. Um, I go to Kerrville every year. There's a lot of people in my life that I'm close to, but I only see them at those events. Right. And that's valuable to me. Right. And it's there's almost something beautiful where you can share all your shit and know, and it's almost like knowing somebody in this fake environment that you who you it's want like to they be. exist as part of that place yeah yeah and you're like i am who i want to be in that environment and they don't know me for all my faults my faults and foibles in the real world yeah but somehow they still love me and i still love them Ex except that, that I mean, in some ways they also really know the real you. Yeah. Because they 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 know the important parts. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I yeah. am grateful for found family, but within the subtext of the subculture, like I don't even know how to word it, but right. you know what I'm saying, right? Right. And that has been so nurturing to me over the years and supporting this friend whose sister was dying made me realize, like, oh, my God, these people that I only see once or twice a year, even though it's for, you know, three, four, five week, weekends a year, that's intense personal time. Right. And that's almost more intense than real life. Right. And so I am grateful, I guess, for found family that I have found through my subcultures. Because a lot of people don't have that outlet. Yeah. And but, I feel yeah. sad for those people. And I'll, I'll, I'll say something that actually made me realize something else that like, um, even though it wasn't a subculture thing, a certain, a certain person who ended up being an asshole that I no longer speak to, um, he discounted uh he discounted our friendship and called it not a friendship 
because we used to only see each other like during certain times because uh-huh. we because we didn't because we didn't see each other year round and we weren't around each other all the time and we didn't stay in constant contact with each other and so he didn't in his mind and i you know sometimes i you know when he started that shit i i wanted to be like so you're like an infant who doesn't have object permanence yet like it, when i'm not physically in front of you i cease to exist like you know like you forget that i'm here if i'm not actually talking to you at that moment like i i'm not i'm not your friend anymore if i'm not here because he was important to me whether or not he was there yeah and yeah. i think some people think some people think that maybe certain types of friendships don't count as much because because they're not around them all the time or because they don't because like if someone's not really good at staying in touch with people and they think Mm. that those friendships maybe they don't matter because because i'm you know because if i'm not good at staying in touch then maybe i don't really have friends that's not true how do you feel inside do are they important to you and you're just not really communicative but when you see them, you're thrilled and you talk to them a lot when you do see them, then they are important to you. They are your family. It's about what are they, what are they to you? So important, so valid. Yeah. And and it's like don't don't discount yourself and think that you don't have a family because you're because maybe you're not really good at answering emails or something. Yeah. You know, just Remember that everything isn't hard and fast rules that apply equally to every single person. Yeah. Um, Because there's a lot of people out there who are basically out there thinking they're friendless and they're really fucking depressed about it because they've decided that all the people who are out here going... Dude, I've been your friend this whole fucking time. Yeah. And they're going, nope, I don't have any friends. And now we don't speak because they got abusive about it. And it's like, yep, this was your fault, dude. But fuck that guy. But, you know, but that, but that was like, because I'm so accustomed to, you know, holding people in my heart even though I haven't seen them in 10 years. Yeah. You know, they're yeah. still, they're still with me, even if they're not with me. But yeah, your family yeah. are the people that, that are important to you, no matter who. Is someone dreaming? Is he, is he borking <laughs> in his sleep? Somebody is hearing grandma coming home. Oh, that's what it is. They were such little boys. Does, do you need to open a door? Dogs are calm down. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So silly. Thank you. Oh, I think. Hold on. Hold on. He wants to go see. Oh my God. You want to go see Grandma? Okay. Thankful for puppies. Okay. Looking for a geek podcast? We're the Fellowship of the Geeks. We talk about comics, movies, TV, books, games, pretty much whatever gets our attention. 
and our attention is kind of all over the place. And full disclosure, we get a little ranty at times. Well, a lot of times. Pretty much all the time. But anyway, come check out the Fellowship of the Geeks podcast. You can find us wherever you normally get your podcasts. Oh my god, this episode is already being so long. And I'm going to try to do this one as... uh, I should have written it down. I should have written it down like a script so that I wouldn't ramble because I'm going to try and say it as quickly as I possibly can in as few words as I can because it's a very touchy subject. But, um, okay. Because what, what, what I really don't want us to do is be talking about like what's going on in like Gaza. I really don't want that to be something oh. that we talk about on oh, our show. Yeah, no, that is so not because that's not our yeah, area. That's so not. Yeah. But what I am thankful for is the the people in the world who have the good sense to keep their goddamn mouths shut about it. Because there are so many people out there who are not keeping their goddamn mouth shut about uh-huh. it. And um, uh, if, if uh, it's, it's fine to have an opinion, it's fine to have thoughts, but when your opinion, I'll just, I'll just say this, when your opinion is, is like driving you to get in the face of, or into the the mentions or comments of someone who is of a particular religion or ethnic background who it who either is from an, uh, that part of the world or who has family or friends who are either currently in that part of the world who are dead or in danger and they are processing their feelings and they are upset and they are frightened and you think that it's your place to grill them about whether or not they are saying things up to the standards that you think they should be? Mm-hmm. Because how dare they be upset about something that happened to them personally or frightened about things that people are saying to them. It is not your place to tell them they should not be afraid. It's like, it's like the kind of thing when, you know, like, you know how things are on the internet when someone says, man, I sure do enjoy waffles. And someone says, what the fuck you have against pancakes? Uh Or if someone says, man, fuck cancer. And someone else says, well, Oh, so you love diabetes then, huh? It's like, oh, fuck people. <laughs> fuck people. Fuck all of you. So so this is the kind of thing where, you know, I just I just wish everybody could understand that if this was something that was a simple thing to solve, it would have been solved a long time ago and this is like thousands and thousands of years of very complicated shit. We're not there. We don't know and I don't even think the people that live there really know. It's like the people who live there are too close and we are too far. 
Like, yes. it's like, there's a lot of emotions, there's a lot of history, there's a lot of eye for an eye, there's a lot of shit going on. There's everyone, everyone in who's actually involved, everybody has a valid point. Everyone... Yeah has the right to what they feel and what they're saying. And that's the problem. Everyone, everyone needs to shut the fuck up. Everyone needs to stop dying. Everyone needs to stop killing. Everyone needs to breathe. But unfortunately, we can't make people do things. And they all, and and we need to stay the fuck out of it. And unfortunately, there's a lot of, people who have not learned the lesson of it ain't your problem and you know you can have all kinds of opinions but um stay in your fucking yard and um just and what do we is privileged white people from america and it's always fucking white bitches we are i i can't not live in israel I mean, I have we I have opinions. We do not live in Gaza. We I have, do I have not thoughts. live in Palestine. We have no right to have a fucking opinion. The, all of my opinions and thoughts are about the people who are being assholes about it. Like yeah. I, I literally okay. I'm just I, I'm just gonna reference one thing because this is a perfect example of because you know I i love our flag our flag means death and season two just ended and so i've been you know wallowing in the glory that is season two and you know um there's a taika waititi just directed another movie and it's coming out soon and someone shared a trailer of it in one of the groups and and someone said like oh um because it's about like a soccer team something i don't know uh like a white guy coaching a soccer team like an indigenous soccer team somewhere and they're like oh i wonder how he's gonna handle like the white savior aspect although it's taika waititi so he's not gonna make a white savior movie because that's not his style and then someone comments well you know you know he recently apparently is okay with genocide so i i guess uh, we'll have to see you know he's not the guy we thought he was and i wanted to reach through oh my goddamn God. phone and strangle some bitch and it's like um i'm pretty sure taika waititi is not okay with genocide like did oh i'm sorry did so so one day he's an indigenous half indigenous, half Jewish guy who is the marginalized guy and no one's allowed to say anything about him because he's the marginalized guy who speaks on behalf of the marginalized. But today he's the the white colonizer asshole. And it's like, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, You know, it's like, uh, make up your mind, people. It's like, so based on how you're feeling today, he's either the bad guy or the the eternal bad guy or the eternal good guy based on your opinion. It's like, oh, my God. So I'm just, she set me off. She set me off in a big way. And it's like, I am, I was so close to saying something. And it's like, oh, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna start a war. Yeah, but we have no right to have an opinion because we don't live there. We, well, and there's we cannot solve their problems that for we them. We do not understand on both sides that we cannot understand unless we're there. We, 
it's kind of like giving advice to someone who didn't ask for it. It's like, yeah. we, you can't just barge into someone's house and go, and go, okay, I'm just going to come in and and redecorate your house and throw out all your furniture and throw out all your clothes and I'm going to tell you how to raise your kids and I'm going to solve oh, all your totally. problems. That It's like, you can't, you can't just go in there and solve someone else's problems. They... They have to figure it out for themselves. Yeah. Um, and it sucks. It sucks bad over there. And the reason, and it sucked over for a really long time. And it's sucking extra bad right now. But everybody needs to stay the hell out of it. And unfortunately. Oh, fuck yeah. Unfortunately. I don't want to say anymore. I, I could say so much yeah. more, but I can't. But yeah. Um, uh, people. People on the internet and so forth, uh, keep your goddamn mouth shut. Oh you, yeah, you are you are not. I you 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 do not have a horse in this race. You do not have a dog in this hunt. Uh, it is not your fight. It is not your business. And um, do not go. Do not try to pick a fight with someone who is upset because they're scared. And they're yeah. just talking on their own personal, yeah. you know, Instagram account or something. It's like everybody, everybody be, be fucking kind. Fuck yeah. Being cruel to each other and being like, oh, I'm so disappointed in you. It's like, no, kindness is the only, kindness and understanding is the only thing that's going to help. Yeah. Um, going yeah, but do you support Hamas? You're saying that to someone who's crying because she's scared for her family. Oh, but do you support Hamas? What the what kind of a fucking question is that? Don't don't ask questions like that. Why are you assuming she does? She's talking yeah. about her own personal family and where yeah. they live and she's scared for them. Why are you asking such a goddamn stupid question? I'm just I'm so I'm thankful for the people who are not acting that way. I'm I'm thankful yes. for all the people who are shutting the fuck up. Right. Yeah. So my next one is, this could be an entire thing, but I'm not meaning it in any sense other than superficial, catty fun that it's meant. I am so thankful for my past abuse of alcohol. This goes nicely with the the non-smoking. Okay. Yes. Okay. Because, you know, the thing is, okay, a couple nights ago, I was listening to old Ozzy Osbourne records, which I have not listened to in years. So you have old Ozzy Osbourne records to listen to? Uh, no, on on Amazon Music. Okay. I okay. did used to have them on cassette. On so, cas cassette. On cassette. So these were Oz, like early 80s Ozzy and not Black yeah, Sabbath? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Early 80s like. Bark at the Moon kind of again, stuff. And Crazy Train, you know, the first yes. two albums. And it just brought back all these funny, fun memories. And I was like, oh my 
God, those were such good, fun, happy times. And I was just like, oh my God. We used to drink and we're crazy and we did all this crazy shit. And I had so much fun just revisiting those memories and it was so much fun. What... What what period were you listening to Ozzy Osbourne, though? Because it wasn't when they came out. Oh, fuck no. It was in, fuck, the early 2000s when I lived at Bull Creek. Okay. And I was just remembering those crazy, insane parties that I used to have with... Oh, Darren and Peggy and Candy and other people that, you know, oh, blah, 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 blah. And we had so much fucking fun. And we've all moved on since then. You know, well, because like, oh, we shouldn't drink this much and it's not a good thing and blah, blah, blah. We've all moved on since then. Well, except, I mean, except for like the ones who have died from well, either yeah, alcoholism yeah, yeah, yeah. or well, drug yeah, abuse. Yeah, yeah, that's unfortunate. But we had so much fucking fun back then. And I'm like grateful that I had that time. Because it was a fun time, and I there's nothing that makes me madder when I talk to a goddamn sober person, and they're like, oh, when I was drinking, I thought I was having fun, but I really wasn't. It's like, yes, you were having fun. Shut up. Because you're negating your strength to say that when you weren't having fun, you no longer were and you needed to stop. That there was times when it was fun. Yeah. Before it really, stopped being oh, fun. Oh, I thought I was having fun. It's like, I could say that. Like, oh, I thought I was having fun that time when blah, blah, blah. But I really wasn't because I was drunk and I'd be like, Fuck yeah, I was having fun. I would love to have, have that happen again every night. But then you get to a point where you realize that this isn't fun anymore because it's gotten to this. But those times, oh my God, it was fabulous. So I am thankful that I had these fabulous drunken times that I can look upon and laugh and laugh and laugh and laugh and I'm still alive and I was able to overcome it. Do you count... And keep it in perspective. Do, do, you, do you count the stuff, the, the, the stuff that happened during the drunk years like people stealing from you or... Passing out and peeing all over your couch, ah. or like <laughs> huge the fights that would be, I think is funny, or but. huge, <laughs> or 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 like later giving that couch to me but not telling me ah. about the peeing all about the completely saturating that couch with pee. The latter, yeah, that. that I think is funny. <laughs> yeah, but like, 
I mean, I, I guess I did give your futon back to you without telling you that the worst person in the world vomited all over it. I guess so we're even, so we're even then. Um, I guess, I guess, I guess we're even, but, um, if you're going to remember it, you might as well remember the fun. I just remembered the fun of it and the fact that I survived it. Well, yeah. <laughs> and unfortunately, a lot of them didn't. A lot of us did not. And yeah, I remember the... F I, I had a ball. And I fucking survived and I can look back on it and laugh now. I'm grateful for that. Yeah. And I don't want to go back. I mean, there was never even an implication of that, right? So I guess I'm grateful that I was able to do that and still look back on it happily, but be away from it now that it's not wrecking me. Oh, Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah. Not even close. All right. The last thankful is, I, well, I'll say what I'm thankful for and then I'll explain why. Okay. I am thankful for drag queens, but in general, but more specifically, uh, I am thankful to drag queens because they preserve our history. But I, now I will explain. So, um, a little while back, I was listening to a podcast, and I, right now I'm forgetting which one, but uh, Jinx Monsoon and Bandela Creme were on, and they were talking about something that I had not, I had not really connected the dots on this, but they were sort of reminiscing about, they were talking about nostalgia, and they were talking about, because they're you know, they're like a generation younger than us, basically. And they were talking about, or maybe a half a generation younger. I'm not sure exactly. But like, remember when we were growing up and like we grew up with like, say, Looney Tunes cartoons and things. And like on Saturday morning TV, like we would see like Little Rascals and and like, Three Stooges and weird no, shit on no. TV. But like Looney Tunes cartoons were always referencing because they weren't made for kids. They were made for adults and they were made for movie theaters. And so yeah. they were making references to like the golden age of Hollywood because that's when they were made. And so we as kids we weren't old enough to get the references, but because we were barraged with these references over time and, and through our parents and through, you know, old TV shows and whatever that would come on TV, we would be exposed to, we would find out who Frank Sinatra was and we'd find out who Bing Crosby was and we would watch old movies and we would eventually connect Connect the dots on the joke from a Bugs Bunny cartoon 
And we would find out, oh, we'd see a movie with Carmen Miranda in it, and all of a sudden we'd understand, oh, oh yeah, I've seen yeah. Bugs Bunny dress up as her. And we would start to understand all these old jokes that we learned as children, mm-hmm. and we would start to appreciate stuff from way before us. And then, like, later in the 90s, you'd have, like, Animaniacs. And Animaniacs was like the Looney Tunes for that generation. Because because they were, like, almost literally redoing the whole Looney Tunes idea. And so they would do sort of more, more current things pop culture things, but they would also occasionally dip way, way back. And, but we also had things like when we were, when we were kids, we had things like Hollywood squares and match game and stuff like that, that were like people who were famous, but we didn't know why they were famous and making references. Like, you know, someone makes a reference to Danny Kay and we don't know why, or, Jimmy Durante or Groucho Marx or whatever. And we would yeah. have to just learn that shit so we could understand a joke. We, and it was like, it was up to us to just understand stuff. But if it wasn't for, you know, the, the, like the silliness of, from our generate that our generation had as entertainment, there's like a whole world of pop culture that we would not have known about. And then as, as time went on, you had people like, and I'm just, and, and, and Jinx brought up people like Elvira and Pee Wee Herman mm-hmm. and she categorized them as she's like, as far as she's concerned, they fall into the drag queen category because because they have an appreciation for like, they go in with all the John Waters and all of that appreciation for the nostalgia. Yeah. And, and so like the drag Queens of like the eighties and nineties were looking back at like mid century things and the century and the sixties and the seventies. And it's like, it sort of pulls it back. And then like RuPaul, when RuPaul starts to make it big and now all of a sudden there's all these drag Queens now that the world is suddenly being hit with drag queen. And then RuPaul hits it with snatch game. The kids now don't know what the fuck match game is, but they know what snatch game is. Yeah. And all these drag queens are the ones that are good at it, are good at snatch game, are pulling all of this pop culture shit in. And if they're good, when they're doing drag race and they're and if you're a really good drag queen, you're not just up there being yourself, you're up there pulling pop culture shit in and it's not just what's popular today it's what's popular from 20 years ago or even better 30 or 40 years ago Mm -hmm. and so in a lot of ways drag queens are the only thing we have left because we don't have that like they tried to do match game again like like within the last five or six years. And it was a horrible, horrible failure because we don't have those kinds of celebrities anymore. Yeah. Cause what are they going to talk about Paris Hilton? I mean, come on. There's, it's yeah. like, they can't, we don't have those kinds of 
witty people anymore. Like, mm-hmm. we, there's funny people, but you can't make those kinds of jokes. Everything is too self-aware, and they're they're not all sitting up there getting drunk and doing, you know, recording five shows in a day and getting drunker and drunker as they go on. And they're not all just fucking around and, you know... You don't. We don't have Charles Nelson Rileys anymore. No. You know. And let's just say, based on the thing that we just recorded, they should be. Oh my god. <laughs> they should I mean, be getting drunk. Yes. But like, the the world <laughs> has changed so much that the only people we have left who can carry on because camp is really the only thing that will, that will preserve pop culture in the way it deserves. Well, drag queens and us, let's be honest, you and me and people and people like us who fully appreciate this kind of thing. Drag queens are the people who will preserve pop culture and, and, Present it to the children in the way that it that they need to see it, because there are no longer things explaining this to children. Children don't have any any way of learning this stuff because we wouldn't have just gone out and gone. Oh, I think I'm going to learn all about Betty Davis. We didn't know Betty Davis existed. Yeah, we, we we didn't have a way of finding out about her, but. A drag queen will make a kid curious and make a kid go look. And that's yeah. the only way a kid is going to find out about shit. And that is fucking awesome. So thank you to all the goddamn drag queens because you are doing the Lord's work. Amen. Yes. Yes, queens. And that's why they're afraid of you. Because you control the children's education. A fucking man. Because it <laughs> makes me sad that I can't just go up to somebody randomly and be like, Helen, the reviews weren't that bad. <laughs> People will not know what I'm talking about, I but know. you would. Exactly. Anyway. I may not know my flowers, but I know a bitch when I see I one. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> so, yeah. So, bitch. Bitch. What is bitchin'? What is bitchin'? Do you have something bitchin' right now? I... Because I know I do. Totally. Bitchin' thing right now is... Quickly, quickly. Dragon Age Inquisition. Of course it is. (laughs) I have not played this game since it came out in 2014. Oh, shit. And I remember loving it, loving it, loving it. But since I was sick last week and was home on the couch for... Four days. Oh my god. I decided that I was going to start a new playthrough of this game. And I had forgotten how much I loved it. And how enthralling it was. So my bitchin' is Dragon Age Inquisition. It is like enthralling in the characters. You fall in love with the characters. And I, anyway, 
I could go on and on and on and on, but we're for time and nobody cares, but Dragon Age Inquisition. Oh! Fabulous. And play it on Xbox, not on PlayStation. Like the good Lord intended. Yes. Yes. All right. You know what's bitching with me? I ordered from a site called Hilarious Humanitarian. Um, I will soon be writing a review for them for this for this fabulous book that I love. But first, I wanted to talk about it on the show. And that is a book called, I will say, I as soon as I saw that this book existed, I, I came to a realization about myself. And, oh my God, you're going to totally understand why. It's called Goblin Mode. How to get cozy, embrace imperfection, and thrive oh. in the muck. Okay. <laughs> I am realizing I'm a goblin. It's like some people are fairies, some people are sprites, some people are pixies. I'm a fucking goblin. Doesn't that make sense? I, you know, and I think I might be too. Yes. <laughs> because, <laughs> because, okay, like, look, this, look at what the back says. Embrace your inner goblin. Learn to decorate, dress, craft, forage, and live according to the goblin principles of community, diversity, nonconformity, and joyful mess. <laughs> I mean, my God. Do you ever feel strange, gross, chaotic, underappreciated, or like you don't quite fit in? Great news. You might be a goblin. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's it's like sections in the book about, you know, called things like, Turning over rocks. You know, how to get in tune with the ugly parts of nature. Clutter? I definitely know her. Um, you know, and things like encouraging you to just get a whole bunch of jars and put things in them. And, you know, get, you know, make little mushrooms out of clay and, you know, learn to make a moss garden and just, you know, Oh, if you, you, you're not sure you know how to have, have enough space to make a garden, we'll just use, take used yo yogurt containers and put dirt in them and just see if you can get things to grow in them. Bean sprouts. Yeah, you know, anything can grow. Don't you remember when we were in school, it was a big thing it's to the grow easiest like little thing in the bean world. sprouts? <laughs> it's the easiest thing in the world. It's like... Bean sprouts or avocado no, avocados Thanks. are really hard to grow. I finally got my first avocado to grow. I never could. And it was supposed to be easy and I never could. The only avocado I ever got to grow was one I literally threw into my backyard and it sprouted. And I, I, I've been fighting to keep it alive. <laughs> I put it in a big pot and I drag it in and out. Like I won't let it freeze. I won't let it, you know. Oh, girl, I remember in grammar school, the toothpicks and the goddamn that, avocado It doesn't thing. fucking work. Nope, never. It doesn't mm -mm. fucking work. Nope, it does not. Mm -mm. Nope, it doesn't fucking work. It's a lie. But <laughs> but if you if you buy green onions, you know how green onions have like the little, the little, uh, yeah. the little rooties on the bottom? Yeah. When you cut that part off, take that, stick it in some dirt. It's already a plant. It already does, has roots oh on it. Oh, my God. And you'll get green onions? Yes! It's already there. It already has roots on it. Oh my God! I'm in a plant of field. Yes. Every time you buy, every time you buy those, you cut that part off anyway. Just go stick it in some dirt. Oh, I'm gonna plant a field. It's it's the easiest thing in the world. See, 
be a goblin. You know, it's like little cute, you know, make some tea, have a co- have a cozy blanket wrapped around you, wear things that are comfortable. It's it's, it's yeah, goblin mode, baby. I highly yes, re- yeah, it's we're great. Goblin-esque. I, I yeah. I and it's so funny because it's like I finally decided to to share my collection of of things and have that cabinet downstairs where I'm de- putting all my all my cool stuff on display for people to see when they walk into the house. I'm I'm embracing. It's like it's like it's not just in here. It's out there now. It's like I'm I'm a goblin girl. Yes. It's very it's like exciting. Amelia, Amelia, we're goblinesque. <laughs> I'm I'm a globlin. <laughs> I'm a I'm a glamoglobulins. We're goblinesque. This no, I can't. Glamoglobinesque. <laughs> I'm not drunk enough to say that. All right. Okay. So everyone, we're motherfucking be- goblin, motherfucker, fabulous. <laughs> so everyone, everyone. Everyone enjoy whatever meal you're preparing with the people who actually love you that you like to spend time with. Have a nice cup of tea, eat foods you like, eat carbs, have gratitude, thank a drag queen. Uh, and any family members you don't like have the courage to tell them to fuck. Off. Oh my God! Yeah, slip, slip, uh, slip them some uh, some uh, laced shit so that maybe they'll go night night and maybe they won't they won't start talking about Trump or something. You yeah, because cousin Tammy, don't oh, be afraid. F- Tell her to fuck off and eat shit and happy Thanksgiving. Uh. <laughs> Fuck off, Cousin Tammy. <laughs> Fuck off and eat shit. Happy Thanksgiving. Eat shit, Cousin Tammy. <laughs> eat shit. Eat shit. Oh, eat Lord. Shit. It's, it's the, the color, color of the, the shit. Taste eat of shit. the world. <laughs> eat shit. Eat Thanks for listening. If you enjoy our show, please take a moment to rate and review us wherever you listen. If you send us a screenshot of your review, we'll send you a Bitchin' Boutique sticker. Everyone Everyone loves stickers! Please subscribe or add us to your favorites wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribers get new episodes first and are also more attractive. Drop us a line anytime at pitneyandamelia at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you! Of course that'll be. Of course that'll be edited out. Of course it will. Here, look. I'll cough too. Look. Well, like, yeah, I know you can edit that out, but yeah. And I will. And I'll have a little sip of beverage as well. Because we're old and we cough a lot.